0: These two guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and
1: live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Teige.
0: Right, Your Timberwolves lifestyle podcast here on Score North and uh, Mackey and Judd. And Kyle, this is the first, so we're like a month into these shows here. We got just a gift dropped in our laps when, I don't know, the, twin, the, the, the Timberwolves traded their entire future for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> that was a fun burst out of the gate. Uh, and so today marks another milestone that we're going to have our first guest in the first month and a half here of Flagrant Howls. And you might remember this gentleman from The Daily Show, from The Late Late Show on CBS, from Sports Center, from a couple random episodes of soap operas, if you're into those sort of things, uh, or maybe just sitting courtside at Timberwolves games hoping to snag a free T-shirt every now and then at Target Center. Please welcome Lord Kilby himself, Craig Kilborn, to Flagrant Howls. What's going on? Oh, hold on. I've got him muted right out of the gate here. So <laughs> let me unmute as let's well. Let's start for us. Oh, no. You have to unmute yourself, it looks like, uh, just, Lord it, Kilby. It, there we go.
1: Thank you, guys. We so are broadcast here.
0: professionals here on Flagrant House.
1: <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's I'm doing the podcast, The Life Gorgeous, on YouTube, and I get a little technical issues, lighting and all that kind of stuff. But it's a joy. It's a joy to be with you guys because there aren't a lot of people in L.A. that want to talk wolves in depth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, do you ever just like, uh, and we want, I, before we get into your five favorite obscure Timberwolves, which is something we want to dive into, and we'll talk about uh, your new podcast, do you ever just roam around and, you know, just belly up to bars with a martini and hope to run into a Wolves fan in L.A.? Like, how, how well, many are there?
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, Mike Trudell
0: is down there? Like, there's, yeah,
1: it's funny because uh, I've noticed uh, Viking fans are all over the place because all over the country... And when there are people that didn't grow up in Minnesota, I say, why are you a Vikings fan? I just like the helmets. I like the purple when I was growing <laughs> up. You know, they like the they like the purple and gold.
0: That's why my mom was a Bengals fan. Like, yeah, I like oh, yeah. Their helmets.
1: sometimes oh. they like the colors. But uh, not a lot of Wolves fans. I will say that nationally, and I've done some different podcasts and talked to different people and heard different people. Nationally, everyone is obsessed with Anthony Edwards.
0: Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah.
1: And of course, I like Cat. I know he's quirky. I know he bothers people. <laughs> but I just find him incredibly consistent in the regular season. You can take a guy out in the playoffs. You can double and triple team him. But man, can that guy shoot. Anyway, it's good to be here.
0: No, Something this else is I
1: wanted to tell you. I can't remember what it was. But I, but but I do uh oh, Phil. I see you and Judd. I see you guys. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. <sighs> no, I'm sorry.
0: Do you want do you, do you, do you, do you, like do you want to just should we just should we just say sorry audience we were going to talk Timberwolves, no, but no, now no. we're just going to rant no, about Kirk say, Cousins did, for an hour
1: No I am not going to I'm not going to talk it's very difficult to get a quarterback we all know that It's unbelievable that the Packers got two great quarterbacks back to back like that
0: Yeah and the Colts um, too the Colts did it too It's ridiculous yeah,
1: But um uh and I like Zimmer by the way everyone's uh, crapping on him right now but he he gave his uh his heart and soul, and slept in the office, in one of his eyes, and I thought he, <laughs> he cared. Did, he did. gave
0: an eye. He went to Jacksonville and endangered his vision forever. But I, yeah, but I am,
1: I am, uh, I, I live. Uh, you know, the Vikings are uh, my team, and for those three hours on Sunday, it is intense. It is intense, and I, there's nothing. When they beat the Saints, man, I actually got emotional when they beat the Saints down there. <laughs> that was such a great game. And just quickly, I'll just one more thing on the Vikes. Uh, and Cousins is solid. We know what he is. We know what he is. But uh, eighty-seven. Um, by the way, you don't hear any clicking here, do you? Any no nope, audio? You're clean. Good. I think you're mine. good. Yeah. Okay. Just and, the clicking. And in your we head. just I wanted you guys to have to edit some of this stuff out. <laughs> uh, eighty-seven. My favorite Vikings game. We beat the best team in football. Bill Walsh never recovered from it. They said we beat the Niners and Anthony Carter went off. That was my favorite Viking Vikings game of all time.
0: Yeah. Anthony Carter was actually my first ever jersey as a five-year-old too. Oh. So that
2: uh, tells you. He was he was
0: my, my first favorite Vikings receiver. okay I have since you opened up the Kirk Cousins can I'll give you one thing that I find fascinating. So mm-hmm. I would be sort of labeled uh, the head of the Kirk haters over yeah. here yeah and then as as we have coined them in our so you've got the Kirk Crusaders on the other side we've basically divided the Vikings fan base much like politics are divided now at the last five or six years and but what I find funny is if you get right down to it and you have a couple beers, a Kirk hater with a Kirk Crusader, at the end of the day, he said, all right, where do you think he ranks? Of all the quarterbacks in the world, in the world, where do you think he ranks? And a Kirk hater myself would say, he's probably like one of the 12 to 14 best quarterbacks in the world. And the Kirk crusader would say, I think he's probably between like the 10th and 12th best quarterback in the world. <laughs> oh, no,
1: I, you know what's weird is, so he's ranked ahead of Garoppolo. He's supposed to be, and I talk to people and football people, he's supposed to be better than Garoppolo slightly. So I watch him and I watch Garoppolo and Garoppolo will step up and kind of scramble and throw a pass. I go, Kirk can't do that. Kirk cannot go up and scramble and throw on the move. And then I see Garoppolo throw a pick in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, (laughs) Kirk doesn't do that. But, but I, I already know that your goal is to win a Super Bowl. I like that we've been good forever. I mean, it's, we, we should only win a Super Bowl when we have the best team in football. So we should have won it with Randy Moss and Randall Cunningham. We should have won it then. I do think it wasn't clear that we were the best team in football with Brett Favre down in New Orleans, but we should have won that game. We had so many turnovers. And then someone said if, if they made the Super Bowl, the Colts could not have stopped Adrian Peterson. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, let's see how we do. I love, I'm excited for KOC and the offense. I love Justin Jefferson and Dalvin, and I'm fired up, man.
0: Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, so tell the audience too. You've got, and we'll and we'll get into some wolf stuff here. But uh, you've got this new YouTube channel, this new podcast, The Life Gorgeous, and I dabbled in the Ryan Russillo episode where he's just in a random bedroom in his Manhattan Beach home, <laughs> yeah. and you got. And, and you guys were slinging Timberwolves takes around, so if Wolves fans, go check out for sure that episode, but uh, what, what's the inspiration, what can people find on the Life Gorgeous?
1: Well, it started with my Instagram, I, I joined uh, I think in 2018, I, I'm kind of an enigma, Phil and Kyle, I think you know that, and I have this little magical life, but I joined for my nieces to let them know their uncle is funny, and then the Instagram <laughs> was so positive that, it, and everyone wanted me to do a podcast. And I could have done one like 10 years ago, but I didn't want anyone in my house, you know, or in my garage. <laughs> or. Something. And then it, COVID hit and then it became, you know, split screen. And I said, great, I can do this. So I'm giving back. And I have a YouTube channel. It's on Spotify. It's on all the platforms Apple, iHeart. And uh, yeah, so with Ryan, I was just, I just thought his take and Bill Simmons' take was ridiculous. <laughs> with they were acting like Ru- Rudy Gobert is like poison in the playoffs. And they, yes. And, and they were acting like, offensively i mean he i he says don't
0: give me the 15 points a game well they count man and, <laughs> yeah well, by the know, way he, and he, get, he gets them on like seven and a half shots per game i know
1: 71 percent it's my favorite field goal percentage is my favorite stat you know cat shot 54 percent his first three years which i think is unreal but uh yeah so i i talked to ryan about the uh the wolves and he did say, he said, listen, obviously any team that gets him is it's a major upgrade. Well, that's all we're trying to do, man. You know? <laughs> yes. Now I'm curious to see what Finchie does in the playoffs. If in fact they go small, you're obligated when you go small to make all your outside shots. But I you know, Memphis benched Stephen Steven Adams against the Wolves in the playoffs. Maybe you know, Finchie can I've already heard him say he's gonna be stubborn and just play play the big man. Well, you can you can adjust and make, you know, play a small lineup. We could put Ant at the five.
0: Let's get crazy, Kyle. What is we we did we did like two full episodes. The first two episodes of Flagrant Howls were just like Go Kyle, Bear episodes. Kyle, what nonstop. is your, what is your favorite anti Go Bear narrative that you've shot down so far in the last month, fighting with people on Twitter and on this podcast?
2: I think just in general, it's like the over under, right? We talked about that last week, didn't they? Went forty won forty six games last year, and the over under this year is forty seven and a half. So they add a three-time defensive player of the year. They add this you know, multi-time all-star who just turned 30, by the way. It's not like he's in his 30s. He's right. like six weeks from 29. Uh, and the over-under is 47 and a half. So they, no one outside of me and Craig and Phil and maybe 16 other people in Minnesota think that this is going to work. So, um, yeah, bizarre. just uh, no, no one really believes in it. That's why we have to keep pushing back against it because no one uh, – you just added this awesome top 20 player and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. but, you know. I think but- – I think
0: my favorite thing is when people say, Oh my gosh, this is, this is you, you fired your only bullet here. You traded all these draft picks. This is what, what if it doesn't work? And I come back and say, have you watched the last 32 years of Timberwolves basketball? (laughs) Like what? It's not like, it's not like we're sitting on this Lakers level heritage of, Oh man, if you do something crazy and it doesn't work, then all of a sudden you might not be relevant for a few years, you know, like we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I have them. I'm I'm just in a round number of 50 wins. I'll be happy with 50 wins. You know, the West is tough, and Kawhi is back, and the Pelicans are going to be better. But uh, I was I I will not defend the package that we gave Utah because I didn't want to give up three first round picks for Dejounte Murray. But obviously, I you know you you kind of understand that these first round picks are going to be in the 20s, and we screw up all the time. A lot of teams screw up, and and the chances. are, are, you know, low that these guys are going to be ball players anyways and make it in the league. But I did do a thing with Ryan. I did a little twist where I said, uh, I just have one thing to say about the Rudy Gobert trade. Hey, Danny Ainge, how do you make this trade and not get Jaden McDaniels? How do you sleep at night, (laughs) Danny Ainge? I mean, that was, I mean, it's a huge trade. He doesn't get Jaden McDaniels. That's pretty impressive, right? Yes, it's
2: the, it's the first trade we've seen for a guy of Gobert's stature that there's no blue chipper going back, right? Like, so again, to Craig's point, like, and Jaden, who just Craig, or Phil and I were talking about, had like what 52 in the Seattle pro am the other day, like yeah. against yeah. the top two picks in the 2022 draft. So, yeah, to get he no might, players yeah. back, you got to pay something. So,
1: he um, might not score 52 in the re- NBA regular season, yeah, not, the, combined, the summer yeah, league's yeah, exactly. a little different, but that's okay. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> here's all NBA trivia for you, uh. Name dropping uh, Reggie Miller. I was chatting with him years ago after Shaq <laughs> left the Lakers. And I said, how many more championships is Kobe going to win? And he said, zero. And I said, that's correct. And then they made a trade and they traded for Pau Gasol from uh, Memphis. And they never gave up a top seven player, the no. Lakers, because Memphis didn't want Lamar Odom. And, and, but they did get the draft pick, which was Mark Gasol. But anyway, uh, yeah, we did well by keeping Jaden, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, that pro am fifty-two point performance, unbeknownst to me, was happening about a <laughs> mile and a half down the street from where I live here, and I was kicking myself. I saw the highlights on the local news. I'm like, wait, I could have just walked down the street and seen this. So, um, why do you and, live
1: in? Why don't Why don't you live in Minnesota? Is, there, is it a long story? I, I it's
0: or... a it's a longer story for another podcast, another day. Okay. Spent right. thirty five great years in Minnesota. Might spend more at some point in my life, but uh, my wife and I are hanging out. We're and and by the way, Kyle lives in Portland, so these are we, we're like holding really? it down up and down the West Coast here. We've got three
2: states covered here. Early, I mean, this is pretty much the West Coast Timberwolves fan base right now. It, it is.
1: is interesting.
2: So I'm a, I'm a North Dakota kid, Craig, but uh, been out here for seven years. So Phil and I kind of got to hold each other's back because not a lot of Timberwolves fans in the Pacific Northwest
1: uh do you guys i assume like me you watch every all 82 games
2: every game that was one of my questions for you is that when you watch all these games and you're not on twitter like you said earlier um who 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 do you reach out are you on like a timberwolves text thread like who do you talk about guys Uh, okay
1: ryan tanky and ethan Casson. i know those guys they work in the front office and uh and and i know some local media guys and we yeah but i it's fun um I just, I just love it. I'm so, I mean, obviously this season I'm, it's the first time I said, wow, I can't wait for the wolf season. I'm not really concerned about the Vikings, but I, I'm not really excited <laughs> for the Vikings, but, but it's, uh, I really want to see how it's going to work out. I think it's either going to be good or really good. Yeah. I don't okay. think it's going to be anything below. I, I think we will win more games. I mean, you know, barring injuries and stuff, but I think we'll, I think it'll work out well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were we were talking off mic before we uh, fired up this podcast. I remember. So man, I started. I was an intern and then kind of did part time and weekend hosting and stuff at at KFan Radio from '05 until 2010. And I remember because I was just a a loser in my early 20s, living downtown Minneapolis with nothing to do, single, and I would I would go to those all those crappy post KG Wolves teams with Kurt Rambis and. And so I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to go to all these games. I'm going to put in my time. I'm going to, I'm going to build some connections for my career. But I'm also, I want, to, I want to say that I was here on the ground level when the Wolves rise back to prominence, which didn't happen for right. 10 more years. And I remember seeing you, at least for the openers, like you would sit courtside for some of those just atrocious Timberwolves teams. And, yeah. I, and I think, I remember thinking, man, Craig Kilborn is a, an oddly loyal Timberwolves fan. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. I, people make fun of me in LA. Um, <laughs> you know, I have told this story many times, but I, years back, it was Saturday night they get, my friend wanted to go out and drink. He wanted to start early at five, which I enjoy. Cause I like to get to bed early. And I said, I got to watch the wolves game. It starts at five, seven o'clock in Minnesota. And he said, you're the only one in LA who cares about this game. You're the only <laughs> one who cares about this game. And it was Al Jefferson and Randy Foy. And we lost a close game at home to Charlotte or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I do care. I, the reason I went to those games, I went to the first two games of the Johnny Flynn era. Kurt Ramos was there. A friend of mine knew Kurt, and they knew a friend, and they wanted to. They had a private jet, and they wanted to support Kurt. So we went to the first two games, which was we we beat the, the Nets at a, at the buzzer, Damian Wilkins, and then the second game was LeBron and Cleveland. But that uh, yeah, was too bad. I mean, I I I don't do it prior to the draft. I said, just take Steph Curry, even though, you know, out of college, he wasn't a surefire. He was a skinny guy from Davidson. But I just said, I like shooters, just take him. And I had heard that he said, I don't want to play for Minnesota. And I also think David Kahn wanted a point guard and said, he's not a point guard. Well, But anyways, it was a, it was a debacle, obviously. But there have been so many, you know, just, you know, Chris Dunn over Jamal Murray. The list goes on and oh, on. Oh, man it's painful but i like i feel good I, i'm at kind of at peace now with Connolly. Yeah.
0: yeah no they've i feel like they've they've It's. you're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah you know, just looking at this franchise but if you didn't know anything about the history between you know 2005 and 2018 or 19 you would say they've kind of nailed this okay they went out they've they, they got a couple new badass minority owners here who are going to take over you know they They did a good job kind of schmoozing the tailors and going and eating Becky's lasagna down in Mankato and like, hey, do you mind if we make some moves here and double Connolly's salary and steal him? And Glenn's like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. But they've they've nailed the the Pobo. They've nailed Anthony Edwards. And here's the other thing, too. Anthony Edwards doesn't even emerge into his prime until after the Gobert contract's over. So there's like if they do this right there's going to be an eight or a 10 year thing here where they're at least going to be interesting and relevant. So they've, they've kind yeah. of nailed some things.
1: Yeah. It, and it is, it's always hard. I'm, I'm probably not as greedy as some people as far as, you know, I mean, kind of, it would be kind of amazing if the Wolves won, won a championship in our <laughs> lifetime. I mean, we but we're there now in a window of opportunity, but you remember a couple of years ago when Milwaukee was doing some things in the playoffs and then they had to make that big trade for drew holiday. They, mm-hmm. so when we, we do something in the playoffs this year, and let's just say for some reason, let's just say we don't get to the championship this year. Then you analyze what you have to do differently now, how they're going to do it. We don't know because of the draft picks and everything, but there, there are ways to do it. And, um, I always think there, I think we're, I like really heady point guards. Um, guys with great floor games and uh so we may not have dlo next year although i've changed my tune i'm not i don't have a love hate with dlo i have a, a love frustration with Delo because I, I i didn't know he was this good of a passer mm-hmm. the streak shooting drives me up the wall but um once they made the gobert trade i was like okay keep him because he's talented i, I just who else is going to play point guard, you know, and, and guys, you know, Tyus Jones is wonderful. He's not a starter. In my opinion, Jordan McLaughlin's not a starter. Love him, love his floor game, you know? So uh, I'm excited to see this year and then what we're able to do, you know, it's hard for, you know, this, this is the understatement. It's always hard to get free agents to come up to Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, I heard names from guys that when KG was there and they go, so-and-so didn't want to come up like, oh, really? I mean, because it's so cold and yeah, because Phil and Kyle left the state.
0: <laughs> That's
2: to- mostly why it's just desolate right. now. Yeah. 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 I, I was just going to say, too, because I think, Phil, we're recording this on a Thursday. Tomorrow's going back to the Ant thing and how this is still all about him in the future. He's still 20. I think it's 21st birthday. Craig, you can start having martinis on Friday with Ant. But yeah. th- th- there's so many windows. There's so much time. Like, if he's here for the next decade, you have so many possibilities. Back to Phil's point, yeah. that it's not just one bullet in the chamber. We've it's kind of said,
0: yeah, we've kind of said. So, uh, you know, you alluded to this earlier, Craig, but on I'm, I'm Purple Daily, the Vikings have been around for sixty plus years. Yeah, they're probably the best franchise in North American team sports to never have won their yeah. league's championship. They've done yeah. everything there is to do. That. If you look at the top twenty-five players in franchise history, it's some of the greatest players of all time. And so, our mission statement for them on our show, whatever. Uh, non-existent level of influence we have is go win a Super Bowl. I think we need to meet the Wolves where they are, you know, and so that's Kyle and I were kicking around. What is our, for flagrant howls, you know, what's our mission statement for this team? What do, what, how are we going to align as Wolves fans and followers and, and and push for them to do something? We say, you know, they've only won 50 games in their franchise history four times, and the last time they did it was in 2004. So 50 wins, That's all. If you get swept in the first round, it'd be wildly disappointing. But but let's let's set a a a low bar of fifty wins for the Timberwolves. Fifty is nifty. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I I don't care if they win forty nine and make some noise in the playoffs. But but uh, you know, it's interesting. I didn't like that Jimmy Butler team. I loved when we got Jimmy Butler. I freaked out. I was like, oh my god, it's so hard to get people up to be so good. (laughs) But he he monopolized the ball in the in the fourth. Wouldn't always give it to cat. He would dribble down the clock. He said he liked conflict. I'm wondering is is the shot clock your conflict? What are you <laughs> yeah. <with it>? but, <laughs> is the back of the iron in blatant yeah. games your conflict? What's happening? But uh, they were frustrating to watch, and I've I've heard some other people mention that. But but this team because the you know Finchy, the offensive savant, and the flow that they have on offense, they're really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I, I I would like 50 wins, but if it's 49, that's fine. But I do want. I want to get out of the first round, so maybe I'm being greedy <clears throat> that way. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's fair. Like, I would trade a couple regular season wins for a, a second round playoff appearance. That's yeah. fine. Could yeah, yeah. That. I don't know how we would fit that all into like a hyphenated <laughs> semicolon kidding, tagline. Oh, you want? You want? We can kind, of, want, you know, we can so kind of work. So fifty is nifty, but okay. comma if they, oh, you know... I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say make some noise in the playoffs, but let's see. You want it to rhyme, uh, yeah. I'll second, second tell, something yeah. was
0: second round, I think. I come uh,
1: with a gem. I'm gonna use it for my my podcast. If it's not very good, I'll definitely email you guys.
0: <laughs> are you gonna? At what point? I know you're doing. You're like you, know, you have Michelle Beadle on your podcast, and yeah. you're you're uh, you're starting with all these media luminaries. At what point are you just gonna hijack it for Timberwolves
2: takes?
1: Uh, I'm supposed to have Finchie on, I mean, oh, that's um, a one. but I'm waiting. A rod is very, very nice to me. He's, he's a really good guy. And I, and, and Mark Laurie, they're nice. I don't like to abuse it, but I think closer to the season, I'll have those guys on, but mm-hmm. separately, I like to, you know, give them a one-on-one time. And, uh, there's some other guys I wanted to talk to about the wolves. There was a, there was a comment on the YouTube page after the russilla one was the first podcast and someone said okay this concludes any any timberwolves talk going
0: forward (laughs) that's the problem you got you've got the like you've got two little you got two it's like a venn diagram of people who have followed craig kilborn's career and then people who are timberwolves fans i know and uh yeah
1: (laughs) it's funny because uh there's some there's some uh, comedians and actors i know and and they're Shooting uh, Colin Hanks and uh, Ken Jong, but I think they're going to be on in September, October, and Ken Jong is—he's uh, a—he's a hoops fan. I met him at a Laker game and uh, Wolves, Le- Wolves, Lakers. But he'll talk Timberwolves because and it'll it inevitably be Anthony Edwards. Did you see him in Hustle? He's
0: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His acting chops—he was great in that movie. Awesome. I know
1: it was good. I just want to win games. I don't care. I mean, you know. I just want to win games. The other thing about uh, you were talking or you, you said something about, um, you know, Anthony Edwards. Oh, you said he's turning 21. He can start drinking. These guys, they got to clean up their diets, too. You know, this is uh, state of the art facilities. Let's get the chefs in there. Let's chill, chill on some of the junk food. And I just remember uh, Kevin Love mocking Michael Beasley saying I've known him since, you know, AAU, since, you know, eighth grade. He just eats a lot of gummy bears you know <laughs> i just think i just want these guys to be healthy you know
0: i think yeah. he ate, ate gummy bears that were both leaded and unleaded throughout his nba career from what it yeah. sounds like i think there might have been something else in those gummy bears for him just
1: my fan <laughs> amazing <on right> <laughs> my den it's getting it's getting warm in los angeles right now in my den it's not uh it's not well ventilated right yes. now. mahogany panel den
0: it is. I can. I can. You can smell the den coming through the YouTube screen right here.
1: It's the smell of power. No, I'm just kidding. Is.
0: <laughs> Are you ready to unveil your five favorite obscure Timberwolves of all time?
1: Well, yeah, yes, and no. I did uh, email you back and say that I, I I dropped the ball on the assignment. I have five five or six players here that I want to mention. They're not obscure though.
0: Okay, because, that's fine. Um, that's fine. You take this wherever you want.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot a lot I'll of these. I'll check my ones. email
0: more often here, too, next time. Uh, <laughs> so well, I don't you said no tee problem. you up in a terrible well, spot. Maybe,
1: maybe you read it quickly like I do. I said I, I, I forget some of these things. Or maybe it was a uh, DM I sent you. But I instead am just going to name... Uh, What was the category you said obscure? I'm using unsung. I'm going to use that's fine. That's 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 I think that's
0: great. That's like a more elegant way of saying obscure. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: I want I like to hear you're obscure to see if I remember the guys, but uh, so um, the first three guys, um, Craigers didn't play defense, I was like Pistol Pete, so I really admire some of these guys who have energy, and there are two guys in particular. Who I absolutely loved, and they were very inspirational. We just lost one of them. He wasn't in the rotation. Josh Akogi. Love Josh
0: Akogi. Oh man,
1: love him, yeah. love him, love him.
2: Good
0: dude.
1: He just, I couldn't believe it. And a couple of years ago, he's we're playing at Phoenix, and he chases down Devin Booker, and blocks him from behind. And then the next play in transition, he takes a charge on Devin Booker. I'm like, what <laughs> is, and. He's just, like, so inspirational. So
0: He's in Phoenix now, right? Didn't yep, Phoenix sign up? Yep.
1: And I'll be rooting for him, except when they play the Wolves. But I root for guys. Like, I love Ricky Rubio. I'm very happy mm. Kevin Love won a championship and and had the stop on the perimeter on Steph Curry. So I root for am Obviously, KG won a championship. So I'm a basketball fan first, because for 20 years, I was an NBA freak before the Wolves came into the league in 89. So I love Josh Kogi. I love Corey Brewer.
0: Yep. 50-burger. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But his energy, he just his energy. Uh, Trenton Hassel,
2: yes, Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't have that on my list. He, he was, was
0: he was a three and D guy before it was, yeah. I think, mainstream, right? Yeah. Or maybe I misremember. He'd hit some threes from maybe it was more like a mid-range two I and, D guy. Mid-range. Mid-range two and D guy. I thought mid-range like, two and D guy. It was the Flip Saunders doing, offense, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but he he would hit the open shot, but he. He beat up Stojanovic in the playoffs, and uh, he was always. I like those guys. They don't need the ball much, and they just do their job. And you know,
0: I remember um, we we did a, a a rewind episode like three years ago, recapping that Game Seven against Sacramento, and I hadn't watched the full game back since two thousand four. And I remember getting. I was. It's one of my favorite games. Just recalling it, watching it live of all time, yeah. and I remember, was so excited to go back and watch it. And all right, here we go. This is gonna be. It is one of the ugliest, oh, low-scoring, really? <laughs> slot-fest games. KG uh, went for like 30, 20 and five blocks and knocked down a big three, but it was like a grind to get to 85 points. That's, it was just yeah. haymakers back and forth. Yeah.
1: that's It happens. I, I'm happy to say I was traveling, and I've never seen that Celtics at the Lakers game seven when Kobe went six of 24. <laughs> and, yeah, double teaming. and Artest hits a three, and they win – lakers win the championship but i i said i was traveling and i was nervous anyways because i was rooting for the Celtics, and somebody said don't bother watching it you didn't miss anything yeah no ugly (laughs) um let's see who else we have here's this is this is definitely an obscure one this is for you uh he played in 91 a couple years and he averaged 11 points a game gerald glass
2: gerald
0: glass glass remember that name or not my f- man, I are I was sure? okay. a little young. I mean, I remember the name for sure and I remember okay. him on some video games, but that is that's, See, that's
1: what I thought you wanted with No, that's, a good no, that's
0: one. Per- I mean, this is perfect.
1: Okay, the next two are great. You know, I just like them. They're unsung. I mean, kind of unsung. Maybe not. Derek Rose. We're blessed to okay. have a play on the Wolves. That was so cool. Another right?
0: guy. Another 50 bed. burger yeah. there. Yeah.
1: And then there's one guy. Tell if you Pekovic. I love Pekovic. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, so Kyle, what, he he's like involved in
2: isn't he involved in like some he, he's he's like mob a, or something? He, he's a major like Serbian drug lord now. No, don't yeah. say that. Yeah, he I should take,
1: be, I have to take him off the list. I do
2: <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't have him on the pod right now. He's in some hot water. No, well, he uh, but, but he kind of looks like if you were to
0: say, Hey, what's like if you lined up ten NBA players from that era and said which one of these guys is gonna be a Serbian drug lord at some point then he would <laughs> for sure be the guy but
1: well, it couldn't be Darko because he'd get caught right away. But,
0: um... <laughs> and his money's easy to find. It's under his mattress, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, uh, wasn't, I think the story before Flip tragically passed that Pekovic's because Pekovic was, when he was healthy, was like a 20 and 10 guy yeah, and he, it was uh, just like automatic scoring underneath. And I think there was a negotiation between his agent and, and Flip, who was running the Timberwolves, and, uh, and the agent was saying, my, hey, my guy's a max player. That guy's a max player. And Flip said, "I agree. He's a max player, prorated for 52 games. So we'll pay <laughs> if we can work that's out funny. a deal that's in line with you know he was, him." <laughs> he was always hurt.
1: I, you know, they say that guys that take uh, performance enhancing drugs are injured a lot. Mm. And Sharunas was injured a lot. Marshallonis,, Marshallonis oh, yeah. from uh, Golden State, he was fun. Please don't tell me
2: he's. I don't think he's in the drug lord. Good. I think oh, he's lord. safe. He's a Colombian drug lord, actually. Now, That's crazy.
1: <laughs> and don't ever say anything about Arvidas Sabonis to me. That's unsavory, please.
0: He was one of my favorite players in the '90s too. Where he would, he'd throw the ball at the top of the key. He'd set the cigarette down on the three-point line, <laughs> take a step in, and knock down a jumper. I remember
1: I was talking when, when Rambus was the coach again. I knew him through a friend, and I talked about Arvidas, and and he's uh, he says, "Oh, he, Kurt, like, he takes the, uh, he, he put his hands up and he said he'd be at the top of the key and he'd throw a pass to the wing to spit, but he'd put spin on it. So it would spin into the post to Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, he could do these passes. Oh, cause I love passing. I mean, it's just so beautiful.
0: You know, they should do that. If we could go back in time, I think ESPN just ran like a 30 for 30 on the old and one mixtape tour. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny to go back in time? So we got hot sauce and Ao and helicopter and the professor and the but then just throw like a skilled passing like Vladi Divas is also oh. on the team or Arvidas Sabonis. I
1: love that. <laughs> I love passing. Um, so what do you guys think of Finchy? Because it, it looks like my understanding is everybody in the organization adores Finchy, and so do I.
2: Yeah kyle go ahead i'm a huge fan i think he's the most down-to-earth coach you could have too like i think he just craig he would if he was in your city he would just have beers with you and just nerd out over hoops um and i think he's also a really good people person which in like you know 2022 you gotta not just know x's and o's you gotta relate to like you were saying earlier a bunch of kids who don't have clean diets so i think (laughs) he's gonna be a really good person to have in that locker room because you know they lost Rubio after that first year, and then they lost Pat Bev. So there's still a void in there in terms of kind of some leadership stuff. Yep. And I think Finchie fits that well. So Phil, would Yeah, you, you know?
1: yeah I, I agree with uh, – you just said something about Pat Bev. I didn't, I didn't care for Pat Bev, but he did That's a great right. job. Right. I mean, I'm, it's like Larry Miller, the Utah Jazz owner. I, I don't want to win a championship with Dennis Rodman. But he what Pat Bev did was amazing. So I, I don't know who's going to take that role. I don't know who that is, the, the tough guy player on the court. You know, because Finchie doesn't play, so I don't know who that. That could be an issue, you know. And people, yeah, people mock they the, will the, mock, uh, mock Rudy Gobert. You know, his French and all this kind of stuff. And cat, they mock cat. So I don't know who the tough guy is.
2: Yeah, the well, it's probably it's probably, probably Torian Prince because Prince yeah, is, Prince, yeah. They, they love Prince yeah. in that locker room. They got yeah. Kyle yeah. Anderson too, who's been around. Kyle yeah. Anderson was going to be teams. who I was going to say. Um, yeah. but yeah, they don't have that true enforcer. But I mean, they've got guys. And I think Anthony will just kind of step. Remember when Ant had that thing with Jimmy Butler that one game, yes. where Jimmy like yeah, stepped yeah. to him and Ant just like stood there and was laughing. That's probably Ant's new role as well. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Finchy. Yeah. I think
0: the best, and I've I have not met Finch in person, so I you know I can't I can't speak to like the vibe of you know getting a beer with Finchy. Would love to at some point, but I think just watching him coach the last two years, the best compliment I can give him is that he can coach guys hard and get on guys and even rip guys in post-game press conferences and stuff and they still talk about him unprompted they'll bring him up as being a great coach and a great leader and like so if you can it's one thing to be a player's coach and i think this is maybe where where i think ryan saunders i love ryan saunders i think he was put in a horrible position five years too early and i hope at some point he works back up to be a coach but ryan was a player's guy but maybe wasn't sometimes able to get coaching messages through the way that he wanted to. And so if you can be a player's guy, but also create some separation and get on them, Finch seems to have sort of the the best of both of those things.
1: Right. And um, I also think the, the positive energy is, in my opinion, Tim Connolly, Chris Finch. I've said before that I believe that Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez I could be dramatic and say they 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 gave us a few more wins. From the standpoint is the players just know, wow, this this franchise is more significant than it was before. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they're both charismatic, they're both passionate, and that the players subconsciously have to know, wow, th- this is a special team now. Yep. So I I really think we have all this positive energy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> games over. Shoes yeah. off. Games Shoes over. off. One of the most brilliant celebrations
1: because I go there and if I put I have these really expensive Alden loafers and if if I put them up and they someone takes them, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I mean, if someone walks by and spills ketchup on them or something, it's it's (laughs) not worth the risk.
1: (laughs) You know, you said something off air about my heart out 20 minutes. It makes me I said I'm not quite as busy as Kevin O'Connell but it makes me feel significant if it's a hard out you know what i'm saying <laughs> if, guy That did that on tonight's show um johnny says i know i understand you have to oh steve martin i think yeah i gotta go yeah i gotta go to an event and he leaves and they all thank him and then he he goes wasn't that great and then and steve martin pokes him because i have nowhere to go i just said that <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, just, I just wanted to be important
0: hey do you do you have five more minutes for us to pepper yeah. you with a couple dumb questions yes okay uh you because you you brought up so my first i loved your late show thank you and i mean i feel like i have five hours worth of questions i could ask you but um who were your two or three favorite guests not in maybe celebrity stature or maybe they are but just like you know they're coming on and for 10 minutes it's going to be a freaking blast
1: well i i've been i've gotten this question before but so bill murray is was a hero to me and bill murray did the uh, I interviewed him on the Daily Show, and he did my first show at CBS. And he doesn't do a uh, he doesn't do a pre interview, uh, but uh, so I had to manufacture the points. And uh, he was he was my favorite guest. And one of the things I said on the first show, I said, my buddies and I uh, sit around and talk about about Bill Murray and our favorite moments. And it's 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 a couple squiggly lines from Ghostbusters, you know that scene. Right? <laughs> And he I said, Is that one of your favorites? He goes, Yeah, that was a good scene. He goes, It's funny, my buddies and I sit around and talk about Kilbourne, and uh, we like early Kilbourne. <laughs> he was, uh, I got to tell you something. Uh, the, the other guest, Ben Affleck, was very good. He would he would, uh, uh, segment produce himself, meaning they're supposed to talk to a segment producer, and the segment producer says, Do you have any interesting areas to talk about? But then, but Ben would Talk to the guy and say, okay, have him ask me about this. Gwyneth Paltrow, I used to date her. She just said <laughs> something. She just criticized me in public about the kind of women I date. You know, Let me respond to that. So on the show, I did the full screen. This is what Gwyneth just said. He goes, wow, I, I, yeah, I heard about that. Like he, and then he got a chance to answer the question. But he, but he was great. Uh, but I was going to say something about Bill Murray because uh, you guys are a little younger. But when I was at ESPN, um, Carl Ravitch and Steve Levy thought Chevy Chase – was funnier than bill murray and for some of us we know bill is the funniest man in the world yeah. so dan patrick and keith overman and i were, were trying to explain to them Jeffy's great but bill's the man and then i said to them did you ever see bill on snl as the lounge singer nick the lounge singer and they said no i never saw that i never saw that <laughs> uh, but anyway and then and then and then bill murray called because he knew dan and dan says hey uh someone wants to talk to you and he goes, this is what I'm an his fan. he goes, uh, hello Craig, it's Bill Murray. And I just want to say, first of all, you're very funny. And secondly, thanks for sticking up for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is amazing. Have you guys ever seen it's like a 90 minute documentary about Bill Murray, but it's it's just like people who have it's it's 90 minutes of people explaining their Bill Murray encounters. Yes. It's yeah. incredible. Bill yes. Murray's not actually in it. But it's it's all these people Doesn't saying... He go around?
1: He's in the town and he'll go to a house party and start cooking or mixing yes. drinks, right?
0: All yeah. of a sudden, he's like drumming with the house band at a house party. And then he's cooking the tater tot hot dish with you. And then the cops show up and it's like, Bill Murray comes to the door to say, hey, it's okay, we got it under the control. And the cops leave, you know. Right.
1: I got to tell you something. So one of my things I, I try to tell my friends and stuff is when you, if you meet a celebrity or you say... Or, or or, if I introduce them to somebody, a celebrity, they may have run into them before. And so they want to remember, hey, do you remember when we met? I said hi to you and you signed my thing. At the, and I said, they're not going to remember that because they do it with a million people. So just be cool. But um, <laughs> when I was in local TV in Salinas, Monterey, before I went to ESPN, there was this little period of – I hadn't been hired at ESPN yet, but I was down in L.A. on a vacation in the summer – And there was Bill Murray and a buddy waiting outside this deli at the Promenade in Santa Monica waiting for their car and no one was bothering them. And I never go up to celebrities. I never do this. This is when I was in local TV. But he had been so funny at the Celebrity Pro-Am, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's done it for years. He just does joke after joke. He misses a putt. The ocean's too loud. He comes out of the porta (laughs) potty and starts singing sounds of music. I mean, he, he does all this stuff. So, um, uh, I went up to him and I started talking to him. I said, Hey, you know, it was a 93 I Go, So you're going to be Letterman's first guest.
0: What's that audio by the way? I don't know.
2: Who's- I think it's, I think the tr- uh, garbage cans outside the garbage oh, truck. Here, let's,
0: we'll, yeah. throw, there we go, we'll throw Kyle on mute for a second. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so I went up to Bill and I said, uh, you're really funny up at the, I've seen you up at the Celebrity Pro-Am up in Pebble Beach. You're really funny. Are you going to be the first guest on Letterman in, in August or September? Because it was a few months before that. And, I, and he was the first guest on the CBS show. And he said, yeah, maybe. Well, I, might, I think so. I think he was very nice. And we chatted a little bit. And then he said, who are you? And I took it to mean, you seem like a cool guy. <laughs> That's how I took it. Who are you? I said, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy. Just a guy. Not important. Not important. Because I wanted to meet him when I was actually accomplished something yeah so then I months later maybe six months later I'm at ESPN and this he calls me and I do hey do you remember meeting me <laughs> I did <laughs> I did what I said don't not to do you know what I'm saying because I yes. got excited and he goes actually I do
0: <laughs> was you I think he was that, lying you I do was... I don't know
1: I don't know I, I have no idea
0: someone but, we uh, actually we literally just had this conversation with uh, with our our friend Patrick Roycey today on a podcast. And he said, John Gallardi, the longtime St. John's division three football coach, the legendary John Gallardi, would always rant to anyone with an earshot that like form, former. So St. John's would, they didn't have a cap on their roster. It was just 150. If you wanted to play football at St. John's, you could just come and get the fifth number 12 or something and and right. stand on the sidelines. And so former players would walk up to John Gallardi all the time throughout his career and say, Hey, remember me? And it puts him in this impossible spot of saying <laughs> no. Exactly. And so his message is always, when you walk up to someone, be sp- don't ask oh. them if they remember you because now right. they're screwed and you're screwed. Be specific about who you are so they can lie to you and say they remember you.
1: <laughs> Good point. And one more point. I know you guys got to run and, and we got to go out to the garbage truck. Kyle's got to throw some stuff out. But, <laughs> Kyle's um,
0: guys. Kyle's. Yeah.
1: But I did, I made the mistake. Uh, I was at the CBS late, late show and I was at a, like a, in style magazine party at some hotel drinking and saying hi to people and uh, some guy comes up to me with his his girlfriend and he looks kind of familiar but he had a big smile like he was so happy to see me and i just thought he was young and i said i think he was an intern at ESPN i think cuz i'd worked at ESPN the daily show and i at the daily show. and i said I made the mistake. I said, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, which I shouldn't have said. I should have just said, nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. Uh, it was um, uh, Heath Ledger, oh, uh, no. the actor, and he, had, he was not big yet, but we did a favor to his, for his publicist, and he was a second guest on, on our show, on the CBS Late Late Show, like a month ago, and I just couldn't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> and, gentlemen, he never did the show again. Oh, so embarrassing rest in peace though he tragically he was very talented and he tragically passed early but he was uh, yeah that's that you got you can't you can't say certain things you got to say yes great to see you again
0: so he was probably promoting one of my favorite rom-coms of all time if it's right around the like late 90s uh 10 things i hate about you
1: yeah that sounds right mm. yeah
0: yeah julia styles just a, a good all-star movie. cast man For sure.
1: Yeah. She was on the show. Oh, I I wish I could tell. There's some other stories. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you something, but I'm not going to give you the details. I had a Timberwolves Wolves tryout. It was for publicity with the great Flip Saunders, an old friend of mine. And uh, so you had the coaches, Jerry Seasting. You had uh, Mark Madsen was on the team. You had these different people and without mentioning any other names, they would come up to me and say, Hey, what's so-and-so look like in person? I think she's really beautiful. And they would, I mean, someone, one of the guys mentioned Julia Stiles, you know, another, uh, they would mention, you know, you know, what, what's, the, what's that uh, beautiful actress from Britain? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Kate
0: Beckinsale. Yes. Yes.
1: So, so, Somebody asked uh, one of the, one of the coaches or, or somebody, uh,
0: I always knew Jerry Seasting was a huge Kate Beckinsale guy. I don't know if it was Jerry
1: Seasting. And, and I can't talk out of school, but it was funny. Just it's always funny. I can tell you, like my, my the, uh, the 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 podcast I dropped today on uh, Spotify and Apple and, and YouTube is my friend Mike Gibbons, Gibby, who is really funny. I used to have him on the show, and and he um he loved Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, he was just like, did you see those leather pants? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I thought the models from Prague, the Sports Illustrated <laughs> models from Prague, the Nemcovas and all that, Verakovas were so beautiful. But he, he was into uh, Jenner, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And it's, it just makes me laugh when, you know, guys have different types or they, you know, they find certain people attractive, you know?
0: I love it, man. And by the way, that podcast, uh, if you weren't paying attention earlier in the episode here, shame on you. It's the Life Gorgeous. Check it out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, any third-party podcast platform. Lord Kilby, Craig Kilborn here, making his flagrant howls and Mackie and Judd debut. Love thank it, you, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I'm you. glad you Thanks guys love on. the
1: Wolves. I'm glad we're, we have people that love the Wolves, and I am so fired up for this season.
2: we uh, Will we Are see well. you? In Minnesota this, this season? Will you absolutely. be up there for games? I mean,
1: they, they okay. want me to come all the time, but I, I, I loathe flying. But I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. Definitely Good. be there for the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. Definitely
0: okay. absolutely. Yeah, out that Absolutely. Have A-Rod get you one of those John Madden tour buses that you can just ride yeah. across the country. <laughs> yeah. you know? just, exactly. just make your way across over to the East Coast. Be great. So yeah. uh, that's Flagrant House. If you guys could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Uh, Same goes for Mackie and Judd. And click subscribe on the Score North YouTube channel so we can spread the word about this Timberwolves lifestyle that we are cultivating here. Thanks to Craig Kilborn. For Kyle, I'm Phil. We'll see you guys next time on Flagrant Howls.